Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. It's great to be with you here on this Monday. And Monday's mean Sean Salisbury. We'll also have Ryan in Sacktown. It's all coming up for you in just a moment. And it is always great when we can talk with Sean Salisbury. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Good to be on with you. I've been saying this for many, many years. You and I have talked about it. And listen, James Harden wasn't the only reason why the Sixers were embarrassed yesterday in Boston. But I still am so puzzled. You're in Houston where Daryl Morey put that team together. Now he's in Philadelphia. I I don't understand what Daryl Morey sees in a Harden to think that that's a guy that can win you a championship. His performance in the last two games was just, it's embarrassing, Sean. Embarrassing. It is. It is, Grant. Listen, nobody's discounting that Harden's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's won an MVP award. He's got a little, I mean, he is what, if you want to compare it to quarterbacks, go through the guys. And he's like got some Kirk Cousins, big numbers, doesn't win championships. Dak Prescott. I mean, not that they're not good players. So when you say that, oh, you think Harden sucks. No. Harden doesn't suck. He just sucks when the game's on the line and he needs somebody to step up when it matters. Yep. Games one, awesome, 45. Game two or four, 42 points. Man, put it in his hand. Think about this. Every step of the way. First of all, the reading Daryl Morey and him, I mean, get along is that James got to choose at times when they decided to take it, leave the next day, stay a day longer, what time the plane leaves. The carpet's been rolled out from him. He had everything he ever wanted in Houston. Unbelievable. He got out when he wanted. He got Russ Westbrook when he wanted. He got Chris Paul when he wanted. He got other players when he wanted to add to the fray. He got, uh, when he was in Oklahoma City, as the third guy, averaged about 17, could never win a championship as the third guy. He sure ain't as hell ever won one as the one guy. Okay. Then he wants to come to Houston, scoring title, MVP. We know he's great. Goes to Brooklyn. All three of them together played, what, 20 games max or whatever it was. Then he goes to Philadelphia. Plays great in some games. But this is his. This is who the fuck he is. Uh-huh. Great talent, great yep. score. But yep. if you're counting on him when it's nut-cutting time, you are wrong. He is not a max player. 
He's no. a max regular season one guy. But when it comes down to, dude, I need you to grab the ball. And, yep. well, just do what Jason Tatum did once in a seven-game series. Once. Yep. When, it, when the game is on the line. Harden's a hell of a player. I, I'm not saying he can't play. Damn. Guy's had a great career. He will never, mm. as the number one guy or number two, Embiid, Kevin Durant is the number uh-huh. one. He will never win an NBA championship. He nope. may win one when he's the seventh guy and he's got younger players. And now the talk that Houston wants to bring him here. Well, are you kidding me? What, Why? to disrupt the flow he of would destroy that team. Getting, possibly getting Victor. And then you got Jalen Green and Jabari Smith, the young team. Awful. Oh, oh would, he could come, come in on. here and be a facilitator. Until about game three when he decides, I want to score. I, I don't get it. I wouldn't touch no. him with a long-term max contract. He's a really good, I mean, a, a hell of a scorer can get a shot whenever he wants. But if you're looking for a guy to grab you around the throat, not literally, when a game no is online, check out what Tatum did. Yeah. Horrible first half in game six. Yep. Great fourth quarter. And then in game seven. And two times when you needed him in elimination games, he was there. He yep. Reared his head. So yep. Harden, really good player, not a top 25 player of all time. Scorer, phenomenal. But if you want a ring, yep. to stay as far away from him as you can get because it ain't happening. Doc Rivers is going to lose that job. Yep, I've, I've he should. And listen, Sean, I'm glad you brought that up. Listen, horrible game seven coach. He just you, is. You can't take Boston away from him, but let's be honest. You had Garnett, Allen, Pierce, and Rondo. Okay. I'm not taking it away from him, but a lot of coaches could have won with that. If you had to win one game, I did a rant on this today, Sean. If you had to win one game and you had a list of coaches that you would want coaching that game, Doc wouldn't even be on the list. Oh, I, I'd go through a whole bunch. Well, a couple other guys have been fired previous to him. I'd take over, over, and yep. I like Doc. He's a, another good, good coach. Does Doc take average guys and make them great, or does he take great players? And sometimes they prevent themselves from. I mean, I can go through game at litany of times, and it's like, thank goodness for Garnett, Pierce, and uh, what Ray Allen, correct? Yeah, Ray Allen, Pierce, Ray. Garnett, and yes. Rondo. Doc's Doc's a good coach. He he, he is, but. I, I don't need to qualify this shit. I'm telling everybody everything they already know. But <laughs> number one, if you hire him, you're probably not winning a title unless you got forced, unless he goes to Golden State. Right. And I don't know if he, you know, if Steve Kerr were to leave. <laughs> if you bring Harden in, you're not winning a championship. And, and, and not just Harden. Because you know what? No disrespect, because he was the MVP, had a great season. But Joel Embiid and Harden, you got a choice. When the game, it's, I, I don't know, you got your bag and all that money. Now it's time to go put a ring on your finger unless you want to be, oh, one of those great players. But. You have got, even if you, listen, assert yourself, man. And he, instead of asserting himself, Harden, he kind of yep. pulled, it's like he's afraid of success. Yep. It really is, man. Hey, do you have a problem? Do you have a problem with uh, Embiid's post-game comments? You know what, Grant? Um, sometimes I have a problem with a lot of players' comments. I, I, and did you have the exact quote in front of you? I, I heard him. but well, it, 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 it was it was like you just, you know, we can't just win with me and James. I'm paraphrasing, you know, you, it takes. Yeah, that part. It, oh, because yeah. I, I didn't know. There's, you know, they say so much. I don't right. know which one you're talking. Because I hear him. It's like when, it's almost like when also when Embiid was complaining and not getting the ball in the last four minutes. Remember in the previous yep. playoff game? Yep. It's like Harden decided, well, let me just go get him. Let, let me let me get him the ball. And I'll just yep. kind of stand off to the way. I don't think he wants that. He wants to come to Houston. It's comfortable if he leaves Philadelphia. Everybody loves him. Roll out the red carpet, go score 30, and never win a chip. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who the hell would want James Harden. Are they really talking about that in Houston? They're talking about it ad nauseum. Now, I don't know if it's going to happen, but if if you're winning, if you want a championship, don't do that. 
if you want a good scorer who will win you 10 extra games because wow. he can score, then go ahead and do it. But it's going to cost you a max contract and a lot of money if, if he comes here. And I can't fathom them doing it. Embiid, when you're the MVP of the league, he needed to show up. I, I understand all his great regular season. But you know what? I'll tell you the best player on the floor. He, he It was almost felt like the Elijah Wanda David Robinson message when David Robinson won the MVP and they came to the playoffs against Elijah Wan. And I love David Robinson, but Elijah Wan, dis, I mean, he just completely, he destroyed him in that playoff series. Well, Jason Tatum, who we knew wasn't going to win the MVP, it was almost like, hmm, not so fast. I'm about to show you who the guy is. And he wanted the ball. He came off picks. They couldn't guard him. He did everything, created mismatches. Embiid, great player. Harden, wonderful player. But Harden is who Harden is. And at this stage of his career, it ain't changing. Okay? And if he's a max, if he's a max contract player than you and I, then, 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 then I, I might be worth something for my high school career. Give me a fucking break. It's Enough. Brutal. All right, let's get to the uh, Lakers and the Nuggets coming up. You start with the Lakers. I mean, you know, you can talk all you want about Harden. Then you got a guy that's 38 years old that when you need him, he's there, LeBron James. The guy's just a freaking marvel. He's an absolute marvel. There's just no other way to say it. Well, I mean, I know he's been in a lot of them, and when you're in a lot of them, you lose some, you win some. But I know this about him. Uh-huh. He's showing his ass up, and, and that's going to stop him. He's going to show up. He's going to play hard. He's going to be demanding. And he's not going to – I know early in his career, remember Grant when they wanted him to take that last shot? Remember, and he kind of – he was a facilitator at times, and people questioned, well, dude, why aren't you the yep. one shooting it? Well, great players give it up, too, to some people so they can knock it down. Jordan to Paxson, Jordan to Craig Hodges, Jordan to Steve Kerr when you're doubled. It's called smart basketball. But one thing I know about this cat, he's the big – aside from Wilt, this is the, the greatest physical specimen this league has ever seen. <laughs> and he still plays no like he's 20. I mean, he could still – I mean, the guy's that good. And I yeah. – you know what? Without him, who's to say where the Lakers would be? But, but he is – you need to look, look no far. Now, I don't know if they're going to win the thing because their hands are going to be full. They ain't get to bu- – they're not going to bully the Denver Nuggets. You and I both know that. But yeah. I'm just telling you that I don't care how people feel about LeBron and his, some of the stuff he does off the court. When it comes to on the court and showing up, Top shelf. That, dude, that dude will be there every friggin' time. One guy that will not be there every freaking time when you need him is John Morant. I mean, I, I, it defies logic to me, Sean. I don't know how else to say it. it I, Grant, you know what's crazy for a guy? A, two, a year and a half ago, this was about to be the face of the NBA. He was one of those guys. He was yep. in that Giannis conversation. Yes, he He's was. the yes, next was. coming guy. He and Luka. That was the next talk because we Giannis had got yep. a couple of MVPs. We knew the great ones were there, but he was like the next young cat yep. that you were going to like. And he is a wow factor player. He's a he's a highlight film every time he goes out there. He'll dunk from half court. He's Russ Westbrook, and everybody. I mean, he just he, he. It's almost like he's the Matrix that he can suspend himself in midair like Keanu Reeves in the movie, and and just kind of stop, repump. I mean, he's made some dunks. You're like on his way up. I'm thinking, okay, he's got to come down. There is no gravity when he's involved. It's always. It, it, I mean, it doesn't go away. It exists all the time. Guys playing on the moon when everybody else is playing on the ground, but. He's also an alien common sense whack job off the field. It is it feel, listen, you're not a stop, stop the gang tough guy shit. Just stop it. They even say it. The 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 the, the people the gang teammates. Sure. Listen, you, you grew up, you were you were raised good, you're you're a suburbs guy, and you don't need to prove because Memphis is a tough town, but they love their basketball. 
dude, the greatest thing you could do is keep being a great example. Well, you were for young players. Go dominate basketball. Make all that money. Go be a, a great player. And your team's built to where they can win some games and, and be in position. Yeah. It almost feels like this dude wants to get in trouble. I swear exactly. He, he's a self-sabotager. We've all fucked up many times in our life. But uh-huh. at some point in time, don't you look at the mirror when you wake up and say, you know what? What in the hell am I doing? And you know what's crazy when you criticize him? Oh, man, you, I love the guy. I, I, matter of fact, two, a year and a half ago, I picked him to be the MVP in the league. I think he's that good. Mm-hmm. But as good as he is on the court, he's just his common sense low IQ off it. What guy does this? He's going to be suspended for a, a major amount of time. I don't understand. And the people, his buddy, if they're your real buddies, they grab you by the back of the neck and say, no, dude, not today. We're not doing this gun thing again, at least where everybody can see it. Listen, I'm a gun owner. Own 50 of them if you want. Do it right. And whether you want to be an example or not, that's exactly what you are. You basically peed in Adam Silver's face and told him it was raining when you said, oh, yeah, I've learned a lot. You didn't learn any lesson. Right. The lesson you learned is that he, it's like, if you want to do that, give the money to me. I'll go save some more dogs and I'll, I'll spend it for you or we'll just burn it in the trash can together. Aside from just the money, I don't understand what he, what, what's going on in his head because he seems like a great kid when he's playing, but it's almost like he's trying to sabotage himself, and I don't get it. I got news for John Morant. Haven't gone to USC and knowing and buddies of mine that grew up in some of those tough-ass neighborhoods that don't fuck around, man. Two of my favorite players in the world grew up in Nickerson Gardens, a teammate of mine, and Long Beach, that were, where they don't. They, they, he knows what the other side looks like, and he's one of my dearest friends to this day. But I can tell you, he John don't want any part of that. Nobody should. And you're making all this good stuff. Don't you don't need to tread there. But I'm telling you what, he's about two decisions away from screwing up his life or somebody else. I don't get it. I, I don't. Well, it's like, it's like the guy, well, man, I've been dealt bad. You ain't been dealt any bad hand. This is all self-inflicted crap, and he has nobody to blame but himself. And I hope, I hope that the only way you get to pro athletes is you hit them hard in the wallet, you take away what they love to do. Yeah. That's all pro athletes, all of us. You hit them hard there, take away, then it's a wake-up call. But hit them soft and do this. But this dude should be the next one of the five faces of the league and he's one of the guys that anytime he's on TikTok or Instagram shit, the first thing you say is, oh, here we freaking go. Yeah. And I, it's, it's just, it makes no sense well, to me. But if he wants to do something with his career or his money, I know I, I, I'll volunteer. I'll spend that shit for him. Well, Sean, you know, it was only two months ago that they took away eight games of pay, suspended him, the bullshit counseling that he went to or whatever you call it. Then he yeah. does that sit-down interview with Jalen Rose as if everything is great. I mean, it's it, it's embarrassing. And then here, here's the next question. Let's say Memphis right now has decided they want to go in a different direction. Would anybody take John Morant? I mean, we yes. know how super talented he is. We yes, get that. You know, but if yes. I'm a GM, I'm not taking John Morant. No, you're not, Grant, Because you, you, but I'm going to tell you, like anything, to, the, the, you'll get the GM who they know how gifted he is that he's a job saver if he's on the court. Yep. That, that's why. That they he is a job saver if he is on the court. Why? Because he's so supremely gifted. Though, though you don't just fall, you know, fall out of a truck or, or, or out of the womb and land in and say, "Oh man, I, at two, I'm doing all." This dude is like the good Lord said. Here's an unbelievable gift. Just try not to screw it up. Uh, I, yeah, as a GM, Grant, even through all this, and you know how hard line I am on certain things. I'm a big chance giver. I'm a hell. We all need him. I yep. want to. Who doesn't need a second or third chance? But yep. there also comes a point when they're self-inflicted mistakes where you say, 
dude, when are you going to learn your lesson? You can learn it from somebody else's mistake. You don't have to keep making your own mistake. And so as a GM, I can promise you as I'm sitting here, matter of fact, I'll walk to Memphis if they ever moved on from John Morant and he, and he left and still didn't get the amount of money he's able to get by now with all these rules about qualifying for the MVP and the all pro, you know, the all NBA team, things have changed and now they're making it tougher. So you don't get to sit out all the time and you can't do this stuff. So there will be somebody who says, we'll get that kid in shape. He's a great, get his mental stuff right because he could save my job and add zeros to the end of my paycheck. Hell yeah. He'll be playing for a long time unless something happens worse than we're already seeing. Did he hurt anybody? No but himself, and that's going to be a problem. And kids are watching. Everybody wants to wear his shoes. It's John Morant, right? But he's, got, he's, he's teetering on a dangerous, slippery slope right now. Nikola Jokic, Denver and the Lakers. I, I've been trying to think. I, I covered the NBA for 32 years. I, I just – the way Nikola Jokic plays is unlike anyone else I've ever seen before because you watch him play and you go, wait a minute. This guy can't play. I mean, no, I mean, if you were just, if you didn't know who he was and you just saw him come out on the floor for a couple of minutes, you're like, oh, this can't last. I mean, but, but what he does is so unbelievable, Sean. I really, I don't know if I've ever seen anyone like him before. I agree. And great. The first thing, let's call it like we see, you look at him like all my buddies would joke, dude, white and, and black guys are like, oh, look, what's this big white stiff? Is this another one of the old school, uh, uh, the third guy that goes in and gets, you know, when you see him warm up, the third guy that goes in and get draws fouls on the guy so we can just use him for minutes. Right. And then you watch the cat play and you're <laughs> like, he's a guy, Grant. That you go to like Rucker Park or what you know, where, yeah. growing up, go what play ball in in like Laguna Beach. You'd see Lakers and Worthy and those guys playing there. He's the dude that's standing over there, and you're like, oh, I'm not picking that dork. And yeah. then all of a sudden, you you somebody says, oh, okay, give me that guy. <laughs> At about three 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 shots into it, you're like, um, can we do this over again? Your eyes get big. You realize that's not just a good player. That is a friggin' monster. Yeah, you know he he plods up and down the court, but he's got savant passing skills the dude gets people involved he can take over a game without forcing him it's like natural right he can knock down a three he can get to the rim and grant i'm not even sure if he's got more his vertical leap you could probably slide a piece of paper under it maybe he's tom brady he's tom brady yes you look at me say (laughs) like combine like dude looks a little soft maybe you know you're like and lucas the same way like, yep. you know, a little soft. And then That's they go right. out and play, and you say, I got two cats of my five that I want. I'll take those two dudes. Give me John Morant. Give me Giannis. And give me, you know, then throw in Jalen Brown or, or or Tatum, and I got my five. But he belongs in that conversation. Phenomenal player. And I love it because he can dominate a game without having to score 30. He gets you 15 rebounds, nine assists, play defense, guard the rim when necessary, pop out. Make guys get away from get rim protectors away because they'll knock down a shot. This and you can't bully this team. That the Lakers are physical. Now, who draws him? You don't want to get in foul trouble. If it was an AD or so, you want to be careful because this guy could take you out. I think this is going to be a hell of a series. Me too. And I'll be shocked if it doesn't go six or seven games. We don't talk a lot of hockey, but you and I both love hockey. Uh, a game seven tonight with uh, Seattle and Dallas, and now. You have Vegas, who's eight wins away from their first cup. Uh, what they've done is pretty remarkable. But I want to go and flip over to Edmonton. Is Connor McDavid now the 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 one superstar? And let's not kid anyone. He is a big-time, legitimate superstar that, unfortunately, a lot of people in North America don't know about. Or I shouldn't say North America. I should say the U.S. because he plays for Edmonton. 
But he's got nothing to show for it, Sean. He's got nothing to show for it. Hasn't even been in the finals. Yeah. Um, I hope the world hockey fans see it because now we, unlike the old school grant where we got one one game a week on a Saturday, right, on the West Coast at 10 a.m., yep. watching the Blackhawks play the Islanders and Trottier <laughs> and Bossy. And you know what I'm saying? Right. You know Keith, yeah. Keith Magnus and Stan McKee to that group. Yeah. yeah, one a week. Now we see him, so more people start to know. But if he walked into wherever you're at or wherever I'm at in, da- in Texas, you wouldn't know no. Connor McDavid from – I mean, he and Dreisaitl. But that's the best power play I've seen in I don't know how long. It's a bummer, Ever. but yet uh, it, it, it may very well be. Grant, right. I almost feel like they toy with people. They know how to get the puck on the yep. right stick. And between him and Dreisaitl, you, you, what are you going to do? You can't double the dudes because the other one will bury you. But Connor McDavid, it's tr- you know who it is? I'll tell you what. It's Mike Trout. He is Mike Trout. It's a great ben. point. He is a great. He may, may, he's the best player in hockey. Uh, Trout's the still all or Trout playing 120 games and finished third in the MVP. The guy is I every single time I see it. He's Trout. Trout. If you're not a baseball fan, if you didn't know those big ass legs and thigh, he walks into a bar in in South yeah. Dakota. Yeah. Not a soul. No matter of fact, more people in South Dakota know Connor McDavid than Mike Trout. So that's who I compare him to. Just guys that. They're friggin' alien skill set, but we don't get enough of them. Trout's played in three postseason games and hasn't won a series. That's unbelievable. That goes, and Connor McDavid has not been in the finals, and he is as good a player and scorer that we have in hockey and that we've had, and as dynamic as it gets. But they, I'll tell you what, congratulations to Vegas because that was impressive because you get in a power play, you might as well chalk two goals up to it. Those guys are phenomenal. My college roommate, I've talked about this, George McPhee, uh, put that whole team together. I'm just just so eight more wins, man, eight more wins. I mean, they make it to the Stanley Cup finals uh, in year one, right, which is pretty freaking remarkable. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if you've been to a game in Vegas, but the atmosphere there is, I mean, it's literally right. off the freaking hook, Sean. Grant, when they went to their first Stanley Cup finals and, and Ovechkin beat him, I was at games one and two. Yep. Oh, it's it, the only other experience. I know Nashville's impressive. Everybody's yep. got some. Go to Chicago and watch the Blackhawks play. Get there about a 45 minutes before the game starts. It's a show that's getting ready to play hockey in Vegas. Yep. Is, well, it's entertainment. They do a, the lights and everything. And there, and then you think, well, is this just frills? Oh, no, that's a great hockey club. And they have been since they, since yep. the expansion kicked in. And you know what? While I never t- – when somebody says, oh, that guy like Carl Malone or John Stockton or Dan Marino deserved a championship, well – they played well enough to get one. You only deserve one if you get one. Okay. That's, right. that's why, wow, that guy, then shit, I deserved a title too. And I wasn't very good, but I sure worked hard. Right. So with this, it's not that Connor McDavid or Trout deserve a championship. It's that Connor McDavid, we deserve an opportunity to watch him play in a game, seven yep. game series in the Stanley Cup finals. But you still got to win and you still got to do it. And Vegas right. franchise in, in Grant, what's it been? What are they, six years in, seven yep. years in? Six whatever years. It's been? Uh, yeah, that's right. Five, six years. It, it's yeah. been they yep. have, and you can get right quickly with expansion hockey because of how yes, many people can. are available. You do it right. And they have built it right, and we are in for one hell. And the Carolina and and, and yep. Florida Panthers, and now in the Western, depending on yep. that, you're going to get either representative Seattle, which is an amazing story, but either one in Vegas. We we're in for one hell of a finals. I could tell you that, and Western you, and Eastern Conference finals. We'll wrap it up with a, another amazing story. So you were at games one and two. Washington and Vegas, my buddy George McPhee was the general manager at Washington. He put that whole team together. He drafted OV. He told me about going to Russia and, you know, meeting OV's father and that that, that whole experience. 
So Bowling Green, where I went to college, they were a national powerhouse in hockey. George McPhee and Brian McClellan, I'll get to Mac in a minute, grew up in Guelph, Ontario, best friends, co-captains of the Bowling Green hockey team. My buddy George was the Hobie Baker Award winner. He went on and played with the Rangers and the Devils. Mac went on and won a Stanley Cup with Calgary and played with a couple of other teams. George, again, longtime general manager of the Caps. I think it was 17 years. Brian McClellan is out of hockey. George calls up Mac. He goes, hey, and he lives in Minneapolis. He goes, Mac, listen, why don't you come to work for me? You know, listen, I, I need someone to scout in that area. Mac said, okay. Mac scouts, comes up through the ranks. George is with him. George gets fired as GM of the Capitals. Who do they hire? Brian McClellan. Stanley Cup Finals. Brian McClellan, George McPhee. Think about that. Oh. And George loses to his best friend growing up, co-cap, that whole thing. Like, and you could write first a story come. like right. that. Isn't that pretty, right. pretty amazing, isn't it? Oh, it's phenomenal. Six degrees of separation, and they're yep. probably still, I mean, great friends yep. to this day. Yep. And Vegas now has their chance, and we yep. obviously saw Ovechkin and, and Washington get theirs and what was oh, a really, really good series. Grant, just to answer this question from MJ60, I uh, Marcus Allen, my freshman year, won the, the Heisman Trophy. He was the first back ever. Yep. college football-wise, to, to run for 2,000 yards. It was a treat watching that guy play. So it, the problem is he was so good, you sit around as a quarterback just like, man, let's just give it to Marcus. He'll do anything for us because he's the best I've ever seen. So it was pretty uh, pretty cool, man. Mike Lamb used to tell me all those stories. You guys will get oh. – we'll, you know, one of these times we'll just reminisce about your days at USC. I know you got to go, but – because to me, like, the talent on your team over the four years was like – it's almost like you can't – how could that possibly happen that you have that many Hall of Famers, that many phenomenal all-pro players on one team? It's, a, it's amazing. Let me tell you what, Grant. Waking up in the springtime and practicing against your own team in the spring when it was live was a lot more nerve-wracking <laughs> than playing on Saturdays in the fall. I assure you of that. Okay. Have, have a great week, buddy. You too, man. Appreciate it. Great stuff. Thank you. Thanks yeah, to everybody yeah. listening chiming in. He's the best, huh? Just absolutely freaking the best. You know what else the best is? That's Bennett's. As a matter of fact, right before he came on, I got a picture from uh, a buddy of mine, and it said, my mother, wife, daughter, and granddaughter at Bennett's for Mother's Day. Great time. Hope you were well. I hope you had a great time if you were at Bennett's for Mother's Day. Roseville, Sacramento, and soon to be coming to Rockland. Go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com for more information. Don't forget about their... Weekend brunch, the prime rib on the weekend, over 50 different types of wine available by the glass. That is Bennett's, Sacramento, Roseville, and soon in Rockland. Ryan in Sacktown, how are you, buddy? Doing great. How you doing, Grant? Really hard to follow Sean, man. I could listen hey, to him all day. You can't. You, you, you really can't. You know, <laughs> no, and I'm from not. New York, and I have a pretty uh, uh, elaborate vocabulary uh, to say, but I, I can't keep up with Sean in that department. You know what I mean? No, I hear you. And his analogies, too. I mean, they are out of this world. So very good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we talked a little bit about, uh, well, we didn't talk a little bit. We talked about it for, you know, 15 or 20 minutes, you know, about the NBA. And, you know, I, I just, I do not understand the infatuation that Daryl Morey has with James Harden. I really don't. 
Yeah, I, I have no idea, Grant. And if we're talking about Harden possibly going back to Houston, Maury should follow him. It, it just makes all the sense in the world. But Harden at this point is a player that needs to probably take a step back and take a reduced role with another team. I know Phoenix has come up, but he is not that superstar that he was uh, when he was, you know, fringing with Oklahoma City and then going on to Houston and just, you know, playing his yeah. tail off. But he, he's just a different player now, Grant. John wants me to go on with that story. I'll just tell you this about Brian McClellan and George McPhee. George is a, a little guy. He is just an absolute, uh, uh, he's a, he's a, like a bundle of dynamite in a, in a small body. <laughs> Mac was 6'4 and 230 and built like the side of a house. And we used to go to this bar in Bowling Green called the Brat House. Mm -hmm. And... When we were in college, they had a foosball table there. And when Mac had a few, Mac would take the foosballs and go up and wind up and throw it at your head when you weren't <laughs> looking. And he would hit you in the back of the head with the foosball, and that hurt. But then the worst thing was sometimes Mac, you'd be talking to Mac. And again, Mac is literally like a, a brick wall. And Mac would be sitting there with this look, and all of a sudden, he would just give you a quick jab to the chest and it would almost knock you off your feet. So like being around Mac was uh, when, when, when he'd had a couple of pops, not the best thing in the world. I don't know. This is also interesting. A lot of people go, well, you're drinking at a bar in college like that. Well, yeah, well we had now think about this. A lot of people drink in college. We get that. But yeah. when I went to college in Ohio at Bowling Green, they had a stamp that they put on your hand when you walked in, when you show your ID. If you were between 18 and 21, not yet 21, they would stamp your hand with a certain color. And the only alcohol you could buy, it was called low-grade beer. It was 3.2 beer. Okay. The other beer was regular. But so if you were, you know, 18, 19, or 20, you got a stamp on your hand. When you ordered a beer, you had to show it to the bartender, and you could only get the 3.2 beer. So in order to have that take an effect on you, you would have to drink like 30 of them, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, but Mac, I got to tell you something about Mac. He was unbelievable. Both George and Mac, think about that. Childhood buddies, best friends, co-captains in college. George hired him, and they end up going against each other uh, in the Stanley Cup finals. I mean, you should, it's a storybook, storybook, story, story, story uh, that you can't make up, you know? No, you can't. I mean, you get the impression based off the stories that you tell that it, it's probably not one of those things that brought their friendship further apart. It brought it closer together yep. when, um, you know, the Washington or Washington won the uh, Stanley Cup and it was basically the team that he had built. So what do you got in the Lakers Nuggets series? I'm going Nuggets. Uh, Lakers are playing well. Lakers have been physical, but the Joker is just playing out of this world right uh -huh. now. I think you look at the roster top to bottom, the Nuggets, um, just they have a much better roster, and they they just took Phoenix out with no issue. And we had Phoenix going into the playoffs, and they just looked pedestrian against the Nuggets. Yep. So I, I think that the run is over for the Lakers, and the Nuggets finally come out of the West. Think about this franchise. Think about Nicola and what he's accomplished. Michael Malone, when he got there and yep. where he's been, they've had some playoff disappointments, but it almost seems like this is their year, right? But it's going to be, you know, if Anthony Davis and LeBron remain healthy, I mean, it, it and listen, it's not just Anthony Davis and LeBron. The Lakers have had, you know, a, a nice 
season since the trade deadline, Austin Reeves. And I mean, it's going to be a hell of a series, as you said. So how many do you think it goes six games, seven games? What are you thinking? Yeah, I think it's going to go six. If I if I had to put a number on it, I think six is the number Nuggets ultimately win um, then. But I, I think that matchup is going to be the key. It's going to be Jokic and Davis. And I think Davis isn't getting enough credit because yeah. that's going to be a hard guard for Jokic as well. Well, it is going to be fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. And then Boston, Miami, man, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum. Here we go again. A rematch of last year's Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, it's what Boston team is going to show up, Grant. Are, uh -huh. are they going to be interested in playing or are they going to show up like they did in game seven? I mean, Jason Tatum's performance in game seven, one stat nobody's talking about is he had zero turnovers, zero turnovers and 51 points. Pretty amazing, uh, isn't it? Pretty amazing. And 24 of those points came off the switch on Embiid. So he uh -huh. roasted the MVP. Um, but, you know, speaking of teams that are fundamental and physical, that's what the Heat are. So I think this is going to be an awesome series so long as Boston shows up and plays inspired basketball. All right. I want to talk about this a little bit coming up on my uh, listen app show. But, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk over the last couple of months about will the Kings be able to get Sasha uh, Vesnikov yeah. on their team, who is their property. So I told you I didn't know anything about him. I've never seen him play. I didn't know anything about him. So in the last two days, uh, I've reached out to two scouts that I know. Uh, one works for the Kings. One does not work for the Kings. Okay? okay. And I asked them, I said, what do you think about this guy? And they said, he'll be okay, but nothing special is what one said. And the other player said, or the other player, the other scout I can't remember exactly the, the wording, but uh, I have to look it up on my phone. But the one said he'll be okay, but nothing special. And the other one said so-so. So it was just interesting to get the two perspectives from two different scouts. Yeah, I mean, um, the league he plays in now, a little bit undersized compared to the NBA, obviously. Um, if you look at him just on the macro level, kind of reminds you of a Joe Ingles that's a lefty that can stroke the ball from outside, can cut. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more athletic than um, Ingles is, but I think he does fit in well with what the Kings do. do. He likes to shoot the three ball um, fairly quick release for a lefty. And so I don't think you can expect him to come in here and be Peja Stoyakovich, but I think certainly you could have almost like a Hedo Turkaloo role. I don't, um, yes. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be as good as Hito, but that role I could see. But Hito was a hell of a player. I mean, Hito. Yes, he was. You know, Sasha's not going to be Hito Turkoglu. I, I understand the point you're trying to make, but I, don't, I want to make sure that we understand each other here. Hito was, I mean, the thing about what Hito did when he left and went yep. to Orlando and how effective he was, this guy's not going to be Hito Turkoglu. But I do believe he can have a role where off the bench as a role player, Yes. Okay, he can definitely add to the depth. And you you hit it right on the head. The one thing this guy can do, he can shoot the lights out. And in the Kings offense, let's face it, you're going to get a lot of looks from three if you're on the floor. Yeah, you absolutely are. And, you know, being a lefty, that makes it a little bit more difficult sometimes on the defense because, you know, he's going to strive more towards the middle. Uh -huh. But, um, yeah, I want to make that clear. I'm glad you did. It's more of that Hedo role. Right. That is yep. what he could be for this team. But, um, you know, you got to get him over here, too. That's the most important thing. But it would fill that hole that the Kings need with shooting off the bench. 
All right. Don't forget about uh, New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. Just go to sacserviceplumbing.com or call the number on your screen. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. Final thoughts, my friend? Yeah, this John Morant stuff. Um, you know, I, I think we need to start talking a little bit less about basketball and a little bit more about the person. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there there's certainly something going on there with him. And uh, he's got to get right. And whatever it was that happened this last season didn't get him right. And it seems like atmosphere around him is just not good because the gentleman in the video um, that he was pictured with this last time around is also the one that was banned from home games because of the incident um, at FedEx Forum. So uh, I don't know how the NBA is going to react to this. Um, but, you know, it's suspending him from team activities, it's the postseason. What's that going to do? Let's talk about getting this guy some serious help. See, dog, real quickly on this, you know, I think you got to be real careful here comparing this guy to Bogdan Bogdanovich. Based, and again, I, I don't – I've never seen him play before, so I, I'm not going by my opinion. I'm going by two scouts that work in Europe, okay, and they're not crazy about him, all right? the uh, They're just not. So they're like, it'd be okay in the NBA, but nothing, nothing special. Now, could that change? Yeah, it could be great. You know, absolutely. But I'm just saying, Bogey, this guy's not Bogdan Bogdanovich, okay? Sea dog I, I mean that. And I know you said role, similarly to what Ryan said. Role and we, we just, I think we need to be careful when you compare somebody to another individual who was either really, really good or is really good. And, you know, Bogey, I would say, is good when he's healthy. I think he can be really good, but I think he's a good player. I wouldn't put Bogey any more than a good player. I think he's a good NBA player. Hito Turkoglu, to me, was a very good NBA player. And a lot of that had to do with health. Bogey's knees have set him back in his career. So I don't know how you would define that, Ryan. Bogdan, to me, is a good player. Hito, to me, was a very good player. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of the tiering there between Bogey and Hito um, and completely different players. Let's yes. put it that way as well. So that's yep. why the matchups are very difficult to kind of say. But it, I think what the scouts have said are spot on, but you don't know until they come over and they get their first taste of NBA basketball. All right. We'll uh, talk to you soon, buddy. Enjoy Thanks, the rest Grant. of your Monday. You too, bud. All right. Uh, if you are joining us for the first time, give us a thumbs up. Hit the uh, subscribe button. We would greatly appreciate it. Hope you have a good rest of your day. And I'm getting ready for my show on Listen App coming up here in about uh, 15 minutes or so. Make it a good one. And thanks very much for joining us right here on If You Don't Like That.